Welcome to a new episode of Poise to Shine, the place to be to own your ambition, be your advocate, and advance your career. Hello, everyone. Glad to have you here. Today, I'm going to talk about uh, feedback and how to manage feedback, especially in an interview setting. Feedback is always uh, an awkward topic because we all want to pretend and, you know, we act uh, as if uh, we are fine with feedback, uh, as if we can take it. But if you, if you are honest with yourself, you also know that no one likes to be told that, you know, they're not good at something or that we could have done something better or that we really dropped the ball on something. So I don't know you, but I'm a recovery perfectionist. So definitely it is like being told that I haven't done something well. Said that though, to grow, we do need that feedback to know if we are on the right track, to know if our message is coming through. When it comes to interviews, and we will go more in depth in another episode about that, but your focus is to transfer your best skills, your best strengths, the best version of yourself into your message, into what you're saying during the interview or what you're doing if it's a practical one. But when you walk in an interview and you feel like you're doing fantastic and then you get to denial, I know that it's heartbreaking and it's discouraging. And I know that because, guess what? I've been through that as well. But thanks to that experience, that's why I'm here now to tell you that there are ways to, to, to change, to flip the game there. There are ways where you can use that interview actually in your advantage. I want to ask you this. If you're doing uh, something, could be a project, could be um, at summary, could be an email, and look, could even be a cake, right? So you're doing something, and people, either related to the project that you're working on, or sometimes completely unrelated, people will give you feedback about it. They will come up and say, actually, that could be better if you change this. This could be better if you change that. What do you do in those situations? Are you trying to please them all? Do you do everything? Because I can tell you, that was my biggest mistake. Every time someone gave me feedback, I tried to do everything. I tried to include it all. I wasn't even thinking to say, I don't need that part. Thank you. Next. No, I was like, okay, sure, I'll, I'll do this and then I'll add that. And then suddenly I'm dealing with this monstrosity that is not even my thinking, my project, doesn't represent me at all. And guess what? The outcome is not going to be great because clearly there is no cohesion or maybe it's not well thought or there is, you know, scope creep. There can be a lot of different reasons why that's not suitable anymore. 
The main one is that it was a lot, a lot of hard work from my side, extra work, for no results, or very little. And the people that I was trying to please so hard were not pleased at all. So that made me think in first, how much of my energy I was wasting trying right, to, to, to implement everything. Then the other part. And I said this story um, in one of my posts. But it was uh, such a key moment for me that changed the way I approached feedback and interviews in general. I was applying to a manager position to a manager position. I was already very involved with training. I was uh, um, mentoring my peers. Uh, I was uh, helping other managers. I was, uh, in theory, on paper, doing all the right things in my books. Since it was an internal interview, I think the interview setting was likely less formal than what you could expect when you're interviewing externally. But at a certain point, one of the two interviewers, another manager, she said that in her mind, I, I was too kind. And it blew my mind. Too kind? What does it mean, too kind? And for her, it was a huge concern that I will not be able to have the tough conversations that you need as a manager that you will not be that I will not be able to handle difficult employees or that I will be too much on the employee side and not so much on the company side and for me that you know was absolutely ridiculous one because uh, it was uh, absolute personal opinion, but also because it didn't match the idea that I had of myself. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm actually quite kind. I'm, uh, I, I do believe that treating people well um, is the best way to manage them. And uh, even in my years as manager, I made that a strength and not a weakness. However, during that interview, I didn't think I portrayed myself as uh, too kind, which, let's translate it, let's unpack that for a moment, in her mind meant weak, unable to handle conflict, unable to handle tough conversations, which instead I knew was one of my strengths. And and that, for, (laughs) I want to say a few days, but, in all honesty, it was a few weeks, definitely threw me down on, on, on a rabbit hole because I kept analyzing all the things I said, how I said them. And there is this thing. I'm a very smiling type of person. You know, if you meet me, you see that, like, I, I smile, I laugh, I joke, and... Uh, um, And I guess as first impression, a lot of people will say, oh, Nico is such a, you know, a happy person or a funny one or, you know, friendly. Friendly might be the right word. 
But the answers that I gave during that interview were on point. And my track record showed that I was able to handle conflict. So I had really to sit down and check how I was presenting myself, right? If what um, I was putting out there in the world matched how I saw myself. But the funny thing is that a few months after, I applied again because there was another position and I had a different interviewer. And I prepared as if I had the previous one. I prepared based on her feedback, which included, by the way, things as, uh, you know the, the theories and you know how to handle specific situations. However, you didn't tell me which management theory that was, who created it, who founded it. And, uh, and I mean, that's true. I didn't. I did a lot of things that I did because uh, by experience at the time, I knew that they were right. So I studied. I studied uh, to understand where some theories were coming from, who was the first one to introduce them. And uh, by the next interview, I was quoting that, which was funny because, uh, by the way, I did get the job. And the manager who interviewed me after said, for a moment, I was worried about you because you were quoting me names of theories and uh, names of different management theories. And I was worried that you didn't know what they meant. But luckily, you did explain them. So then I understood that you actually knew them in, in all aspects. And because for him, a manager also needed to go with his gut feelings or her gut feelings. He needed to show that uh, you could act uh, in the moment, uh, even if uh, you might not have a theory (laughs) at hand, even if you don't have a precedent, basically, for that. And that shows that Different people want different things. And now we go to the main point of this podcast, because believe me, I didn't drag you through all this story just to, you know, tell you a funny one (laughs) about me. Each interviewer that you will meet, each person that will review your book or read your blog or buy an item from you, each person that will come to you for your services and for your work, Guess what? We'll have a different point of view. We'll have a personal biased baggage. It's not going to be a cookie cutter point of view. We, We all have a different type of baggage that we carry around with us. We are all biased. There are specific things that for me are really important. And I know that when I'm evaluating something, I check, I check out for them. So I measure them against my own personal values. 
And when someone is giving you feedback, they're measuring whatever you've been doing against their own personal values. And at that point, when I say feedback is not personal, it's really not personal. It may feel personal at times because if the person giving you that feedback is not able to use the right words, makes it more personal, then yeah, it may feel like that. But actually what it's showing, it's only what that person thinks about their priorities. And it can be a stupid thing, like, you know, my example, naming specific theories, because for her, the first interviewer, academia was really important. So the background was extremely important. While for the second interviewer, he valued more the practical experience, proving that I could handle specific issues in the moment and I didn't need to hit a book to actually understand how to handle it. Because truth to be told, when you're a manager, you're dealing with people and sometimes you don't have the time to go and check what other people could have done. But it can also be a a different area. You know, if you're into sports, you know that your coach will give you plenty of feedback. And uh, let me tell you, yeah, probably, you know, there is a lot of valid feedback there. and But you know that. That's not personal. That's not because uh, that person wants to attack you. That's constructive criticism to make you improve. However, if someone says, uh, you don't seem a good fit, and you might take it as, uh, I'm not good enough, or they didn't like me, it might not be that at all. I did hire people and I also declined people and sometimes I had to decline people that I really really liked they they were smart and they were showing that they that they prepared for the interview and that they maybe even had all the right experience however they would not have been a great fit for the company I was working with so they weren't a good hire. Doesn't mean that they were bad people. Absolutely not. Just means that, you know, they weren't right for that role. They weren't right for that role in that specific company. So the next time that you get some feedback, try to unpack it through this lens. It's really not about you at all. It's all about them. And if some people are kind of crappy, giving feedback, then fair enough, that's something that you can highlight and that you can understand why it feels a bit sore for you but you don't have to internalize it as you not measuring up you not being good enough because that's not the case however if there are specific points and then we go back to point one right i used to implement everything wrong but what you can do and what you should do if you plan to still do more of the same, could be an interview, could be right a project, is to decipher in a way from all the feedback you received 
and check what is actionable, what could give you the biggest payoff in terms of improvement, and implement that with a specific action plan. Create action points so that you can implement them. So that by the next interview, you show that you actually took the feedback on board and you acted upon it. The other point is that sometimes you might actually disagree with that feedback. But once again, it's not about you, it's about them. If you know that you're going to have the same person interviewing you again, by all means, uh, try to tailor your approach to what's important to them, not what's important to you. If you have any questions about this, if you want to talk more about it, feel free to email me at nicoletta at poisetoshine.com. If you haven't done it already, I would love to have you as part of my community. So sign up to my mailing list on poisetoshine.com. Every Monday, I send a new email full of tips, suggestions, and updates so that you can start the week in the best possible way. Thank you so much for listening until this point. I wish you a great week and see you online. Bye. Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter and to join the Confidence Tribe on Facebook. And remember, confidence is the inside job you need for the job you want. Have a great day.